John 15, and I'm going to be reading verses 26 and 27. And this is coming after a portion of saying, you know, they're dealing in times that it's going to be difficult and it's not going to be super easy, okay? So this is in verse 26. It says, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me and you will testify also, because you have been with me from the beginning. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit and when the Holy Spirit came. And, you know, I just, I've had those times where despite me, God, the Holy Spirit, has testified about himself through me, right? Like, that's how good he is. And, but I just want to talk about those times of when, you know, we also right? It is coming out of our mouths of testifying about God's goodness. So I'm at work this week, and I'm helping this young woman. She's got something going on in her life, and she's unwell. And the thing that I'm doing is just a very short amount of time, right? We're talking like 10 minutes, and she's going to be done and go on her way. And she asks me a question, and the answer to that question was, well, I was evaluating in my life what was important to me, and I love Jesus, and so I knew that I was going to you know, focus on attention of my relationship with him. Now, sometimes that answer and t- testifying about him is easy, and sometimes it, it's, you know, and I'll, I'll be honest, in my own life, it's almost like it gets stuck, like choked up in my throat. And... I knew in this moment, okay, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me tell the truth. Be honest about your goodness in my life. And the cool thing in that obedience, you know, I tell her, you should have seen her eyes light up. And she goes, I love Jesus too. And so my testifying about God's goodness allowed her then to testify of his goodness, right? Of, you know, not being in church, you know, where this can be an easy place because you're like, you know God's goodness, you know his goodness, you know what he's done in your life. And so, but in this situation, she had been through a rough patch, a rough season of dealing with uh, sorting out what is going on in her life. And now she's in a place of, despite what's going on in her life, she gets to glorify God. She gets to praise him. She gets to know that he is for her, right? And it was so cool to be on that receiving end of her being like, and I'm putting like all these markers in my Bible, and I'm in this Bible study, and it's just such a cool thing uh, to see how our testimony, it, it creates an opportunity. It either creates an opportunity for someone to know who doesn't know yet God's goodness, or it allows that, uh, you know, being able to encourage one another in the Lord. So, church, stand with me. We're going to worship our Lord, who is worthy to be testified about, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for this morning, Lord. I thank you, Father, for your goodness, Father. I thank you. You are worthy to rejoice in. You are worthy to testify about. I thank you, Father, for you being for us, Lord. And I thank you that those that goodness gets to resound out of our mouths, Father, of what you've done, 
of what we've witnessed, of what we've seen you do, Father. So I thank you. It's you that we worship this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Our hands to him in worship, adoration. presence of God is in here. We just worship you, Jesus. We thank you so much for your goodness, your faithfulness. Thank you so much that you're on our side. When we walk through the things that life wants to throw at us, we always know you're there. You never leave us and you'll never forsake us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We magnify you. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you're faithful, always faithful, always faithful, always. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you that greater is he who's in us and he's that's in the world. We have the greater one in us, greater than any devil, greater than any demon, greater than sickness, greater than depression, greater than oppression greater than fear, greater than all the devil will throw at us, that you are greater, far greater, and you're in us, you're on the inside of us. And I thank you again that you're for us and you're not against us, you're on our side. So who can be our foe if God is on our side? No one can be, nothing, no devil, no demon, nothing, nothing, nothing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, praise God. God is good, amen? All the time he's good. All the time he's good. All the time. Even when there's times when it seems like he's not there. You ever have those moments? It's like it just doesn't seem like he's there, that you're just kind of hanging out there, but you're not. He's just, he's just always there. Hallelujah. We can rely on him. We can depend on him. Sometimes it seems like you're just not going to get through what you're walking through, but you do get through. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Good to see everybody. Amen. Today's a good day. It's a day the Lord has made, so we purpose and choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Not sad. So we got a few things going on this morning. Um, first of all, Pastor John is ministering in Richmond today, so he asked us to fill in, So, but you're going to hear me preach. Gene, you want to stand up? My wife. <laughs> I always say there's four Four persons that keep us going, especially as, as men in the ministry. It's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and our wives. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So she's a blessing. And we, in case you don't know, I'm Brad Lawrence and my wife, Jean. And we're directors of the Minister's Training Center here. And I'm a part of this church. And we've pastored for over 20 years. And so now we're trying to get on the backside of, of life. And, but, uh, but it's just it's fun. Anyways. So I'm going to have Jerry come up. We, testimonies are good, amen? <laughs> then after Jerry is through, then I'm going to, Mark and, is going to come up and do the offering, and Talia will do announcements. I'll do, minister the message, and then we have water baptism. But we'll get you out of here in time, amen? <laughs> I was remembering when Brian first corralled some of us in to help him with the offering message so he didn't have to do it every Sunday you know and anyway 
So I asked him, I said, so why do we have to have an offering message? And I don't remember what he said, but it was something like, it's important or it's necessary. So then I asked God, why an offering message? And so I'm just going to share a little bit real quickly what God shared with me. So his answer, he took me to Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. And then one more scripture, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So it's that repetition of reading, uh, learning, listening, and hearing what the word has to say about a subject that transforms our thinking that leads to new actions. So Paul states in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And that's in the giving area also. So when a person meditates on teaching, on those teachings, he, he uh, sorry, when a person meditates on the teaching on giving, the word of God over and over again, these teachings become what we believe and act on. Those beliefs become who we are and how we behave. Therefore, when a need is brought before us, it's natural to move in compassion towards the need in whatever way the Spirit of God leads us. No longer following our old desires of me, myself, and I. So Smith Wigglesworth, most people know who he was. He's a mighty man in the kingdom of God. And he said, I don't read the word very much, or very long, but I don't go very long without reading the word. Uh, he just kept watering himself in the word. So I had a conversation with Peter. I've had many conversations with Peter, but this one was on how easy is the English language for him. And he said, well, he studied it in school, but when he came and immersed himself in the culture in Wisconsin, because that's where he first lived, he learned, uh, learned some new phrases. Um, the Packers have won at the Super Bowl, <laughs> cheese heads, and school is closed due to the blizzard. So it's the same for a believer. As we are immersed in the Word of God, studying, meditating, and obeying it, we are changed. The new behavior becomes our new culture, or new nature. So a couple of quick more verses. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing will be poured into your lap. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured out to you in return. And one more scripture. Luke 16, 10 and 11 says, He who is faithful in, in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in least is unjust in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit you to trust? I mean, who would trust you with true riches? So one quote, I don't know who this is from, but I can try to remember who it's from, but he said, if you get in the habit of giving, God will support that habit. <laughs> Which, so, so let's pray. 
Let us consider what your word teaches about how we are to conduct ourselves in the area of finances, Lord, and choose to obey and be blessed. Amen. And then there's some CARA students that are be heading out on a mission trip. If you're in here, do you want to stand because we want to pray for you if you're going on that mission trip? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you that when it comes time to be sent, when it comes time to go out, that we're equipped because you equip us. You anoint us. You empower us. We thank you, Father, that as these go out, as they're sent out, that they do so under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, the things that, that have been deposited on the inside of them, we thank you, Father, that those things, will we just, just speak that, they begin to, that begins to stir up in them. Father, I thank you that as they go forth, that they walk in wisdom, they have your divine protection surrounding them, that from the time that they get ready to leave until they get back, that is, it's a smooth trip for all. Father, we thank you for an abundance of fruit, people being saved, people being healed, people being made whole, spirit, soul, and body. And so, Father, we thank you now that as they go, they go in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, you're ready for the word. I love the word of God. No matter what you come up against, no matter what you face, no matter what obstacle comes your way, I've come to find out in, in 40, a little over 40 years that the Word of God will always carry you through. It'll, it'll, it'll build you up. It'll edify you. It gives you wisdom. It gives you insight. It gives you understanding of what to do. And so what was on my heart this morning is to minister along the lines of what to do when you're going through the hard times in life. What to do when you're under what we, we could say an attack. What to do when you don't know what to do. And you want to do the right thing. You want to you function. We want to function in wisdom. And we want to do what God tells us to do. And sometimes, you know, navigating, when we're going through the hard areas of life, navigating through those areas and getting through and getting to the other side. Amen? And there's always that time when you pray that you believe you receive until you actually receive. That, that time span. And, you know, go, what is that? I remember hearing uh, Lindsay Roberts, Richard Roberts' wife, and she was, she was um, going through some really hard times. And she was on TV, and someone was, was on TV and I think it was either Jerry Seville or, or Jesse Duplantis was on there. And, you, and they go, what do you call that time from, from when you pray you receive and, there, and, us, and to you, from the time you pray until the time you receive? What's that in-between time? And she says, I was going through such a hard area. She goes, I threw my shoe at the TV. And she goes, it's, it was Jerry. He goes, it's hell, Jerry. It's just nothing but pure hell. And that's what it can be, amen? Because when you're walking through things, I don't know about you. Everybody takes... You know, uh, things that they go through, you, you, you react, you respond different. We should be responding, not reacting. And so, but all I know is that sometimes when the pressure is on, when the, when the stresses of life come in, and you get to those hard areas, it's like it can be sunny outside, but it's just like thick, murky, mucky air, so to speak. 
Because it's just like, ah, I just need to come out of this. I need, I need to get to the other side. But we all want to do good, amen? We all want to be successful. And we all have dreams. We all have desires. We all have things that are on the inside of us that we want to accomplish. We want to, have, we want to enjoy life. And so, but we are going to face things. That's the whole thing. We are going to face things. And I've said this many times, but we don't want to be battle-minded, war-minded. Everything is about the battle. Everything's about the war. Because if, if everything's about the battle and everything's about the war, then I'm thinking on the wrong things. And I need to be thinking on the right things. But I can't be thinking, and if I'm thinking on the right things, then I'm thinking on the Word of God, right? And so I can't think on the Word of God unless I'm filled with the Word of God. Because if I'm, if I'm empty on the inside, then I have an opening for everything else to come and be poured in. But if I'm filled up to the brim with the Word of God, because the Word of God is solid, the Word of God is powerful. So when all the junk, all the thoughts try to come in, if I am filled up with the Word of God, there's no room for that to come in. It, it'll roll off. It'll, it'll, it'll just spill off over me. And I like to say that that's just where I am all the time, but it's not. So just like we're all, every one of us in here is human. Every one of us in here has, has gone through things. And, and there's things, I know there's people in here now, just not even saying it's by the Holy Ghost, but I know there's people, you're going through things, and the person next to you, whether it's even a family member, they, have, they don't know what, what it is and what you're dealing with and what you're encountering. And so when, you, when you're really going through things, whether it's physical, relational, if it's financial, if it's in your soul, your will, your mind, and your emotions, it's like at times it could be like walking through a pressure cooker. And so we get to those places, like I said, where God, where are you? Well, one thing we know, the devil, he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. That's one of the first things we got to ask ourselves. What's going on here? Is this... Is this, is this taken from me if it's is it destroying me is it trying to destroy me where is it is it about to try to kill me and so we know the enemy does that but i've also come to find out in life that i can be my own worst enemy i can i can make decisions and, and i can do things and say things that that i, I bring junk into my own life amen and so not everything's the devil Many times, you know, you know going, going through the years and, and, and 40 years of walking with God, there'd be, you know, it's like, you know, the washing machine breaks down and can't say it was the devil. Amen? And so, I mean, some people, everything's the devil. Well, we need, we need to be at the place that, that everything that's a part of my life is, is, governed by the, is governed by the Word of God. And so there's some things that we can do and we, that we can get us to the other side, I believe. In Second Peter, he you mentioned there, and, and I believe it's a part, chapter one or chapter two. He says, "I'm not going to be neg negligent by stirring you up by reminding you." And so, when Pastor John had asked me to to, to minister, asked us to minister this morning, I thought I just need to stay with what I know, not try to get off into something I don't know and figure it out. And, I don't, and so. Just what I've, what I've seen work and what we, Gene and I have seen work in our lives. And we're going to just take you down. I'm going to take you down that path. And if she has anything to add at the end, I'm going to give her an opportunity also.
But Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to start there. Proverbs chapter 3. And I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. But it says here, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Very familiar verse of Scripture. A very powerful verse of Scripture. But he starts off, and, and it says here, it says trust. First word, trust. We have to trust God. He says trust in the Lord. That word trust means to be confident in. Put your confidence in him. It means to rely on him. We need to rely on him. It says trust in the Lord. It says with all your heart. Not a, not a part of it, all of it. But this is all of our being. It's, it's not just, you know, we, we're a three-part being. We're, we're a spirit. We have a soul. We, we live in this body. But we are to take, in that, if you look at that up in the Hebrew, it's talking about your inner man, but it's also talking about up here in the soul. But the soul is not going to be able to trust unless it's, it's mind, our soul is our mind, our will, and emotions. And we're not going to be able to, this needs to be able to line up with the inner man. And the way this is going to line up with the inner man is to be, is to be strong in spirit, led by the spirit. But it says here, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then it goes on and says, and lean not. Don't lean on your own understanding. And that word lean there, it means don't let that be your support. Don't rely on your own understanding to hold you up. In other words, you know, first of all, we have a brain. So, you know, our mind is not a bad thing. We're not throwing the mind out. And so there's, there's things that we can just make a decision on, right? We don't, you don't need to go into depth of prayer to go in the, and make a decision. I don't go into depth of prayer to, to go out and start my car or to know that I'm going to go to work or I'm going I'm to do these things. And so, but then there's, but then there's things that are, that are deep. There, there are things that, that come up in our life that, that come into our lives that can be, can be deep and they go beyond and it's only, and we need God to speak to us. We need to hear from the Spirit of God. And so, but I, I I'm a, but I'm going to trust in Him with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding, my carnal insight. But He says, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. In in all your ways, that's your that word ways there. It means your path. It means your journey or your course of life. So on my journey in life, I'm, I'm going to turn, I turn 70 this year. And so in my journey in life, I wasn't on just one straight path. And especially after I got saved, we've, we've been on different paths. We took, you know, I've shared before I'm a long distance runner and I used to run a lot of races. Well, very rare would you ever be on a course that was 3.1 miles out and 3.1 miles back. I don't think I ever was on a course. You, you, you're taking different turns. You're going different ways. And, but you need to follow the course. Amen? And so the, and the Holy Spirit, of course, knows, knows our course. So in your course of life, it says to acknowledge Him. And that word acknowledge means to perceive. It means to, to see. And it means to discern. So as I'm going along in life, and if I begin to face things and encounter things that are adverse, 
that are bringing pressure and bringing stress in my life, then what I need to do, the first thing I need to do is I need to stop and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you in this. And I know what it's like. You say that, but everything is going crazy up here. Everything is just swirling up here. But you still, you still have to stop. You have to say, God, I am hooking up with you here. I, I am, I'm hooking up with your voice. And, and I'm going to connect with you. And even when you're doing that, everything is still swirling. Everything is still, is still pressing in. But we need to be able to see and discern and connect with God. Because it says, if, I'll, if I will do that, it says there, he goes, he will direct your paths. And it says paths. Gina taught this many times out of this verse of scripture. I remember sometime back when she first, she goes, it says paths, plural. There's more than one path we take in life, amen? There's things that, when I first got saved, there's things that I did back then that the things that I'm doing now, I don't thought, man, I never thought I'd ever be doing those things. I never, th- I never thought I'd ever own a business. I didn't, never saw myself as a business person. I never, you know, in, in ministry, when I, when I'm pastoring, you know, we pastored over 20 years, never thought I'd pastor. I mean, when I first got saved, I thought back then, this is back in 1982, and so there, there was big, you know, going out and setting up tents and doing revivals. I thought, I'd just like to be able to help set those tents up and be around that anointing and be around that power and be around those, those miracles. But as you go along, God begins to put things in your heart. But the whole thing is when God begins to put things in your heart and you begin to see those things and you set out to, to do and accomplish those things, you have, we have an enemy that says, you really think you're going to do that? And he will throw everything in our path. And see, and that's why, and then what he wants us to do is just get focused on the battle. Just get focused on what, and what we're dealing with. And that's easy to do. That, it's easy to get caught up in that. But if we'll just focus on him and focus, and focus on the word of God. But he says that he will direct your path. And that word direct means he, he'll smooth them out. You know, it's hard. You know, you, you're going down a path and there's a bunch of ruts, ruts and bumps and, you know, and, and holes that you could fall in. But it says if, we'll, if we will acknowledge him, if we will begin to look for him and discern him. And that's why we need to be strong in the word of God. We need to be filled up with the Word of God. So when I encounter things, I already have the Word of God in my heart. And I'm going to have... But, you know, there's things that, you know, in life, of course, and we'll, we'll get to this next. If you go to John chapter 16, John chapter 16, there's things in life that we don't have Scripture. If I'm to move to a different town, I don't have a Scripture that says, Brad, move to this town, move to this state. I don't have, I'm, I'm going to need direction in that. I'm going to need the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And I need to know that he's, he's speaking to me. But over here in, in John 16, it's talking about the Holy Spirit there, verse, um, verse 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. We have a lot of voices out there. When I, when I grew up, I mean, you had like three channels on a TV. You had channel four, you had channel five, you had channel nine, you had channel 11 and channel two. And I think that was all you had. And, your tele, and all you had was a telephone on a wall and then it was on a party line. And so, you know, I can remember we had, was up with our next door neighbors 
And so you'd hear one of the girls next door on the phone, and you picked it up, you sit there, but they knew you were on there. And they go, Brad, get off there. You know, I thought, why was it always Brad? I have a brother and a sister. Why, why do they think it was always me? <laughs> and so we didn't have all the social media. We didn't have all the means and the ways that we gather information, false information, crazy information. And, and, as, and so, we're, and so there's, like I said, there's, there's a lot of voices out there. And then we have the voices that are close to us. And, and there's people that say what we should do or what we shouldn't do or what they say what I would do in, in, this, in this particular situation. And it's good to get counsel, right? I mean, I've, through the years, I've, I've gotten counsel when I was pastoring and I'd be up against the wall. I would, I would call down to Rama and, and receive and, and get counsel. But one of the things I found out as I went along is that I still have to make the decision. I still have to make the choice. They can't choose for me. And I think when you first start out, you just wish they'd just tell you the right thing to do. And, and, they, and they, people can confirm things. If you have some things, some things in your heart, they can confirm, but, you, but we still have to decide. But the Holy Spirit, he knows, he knows the right thing to do. He knows exactly, exactly what we should be doing. And so it says here, but when he, and it says he, not it, it's he. So when he, he's a person, so when he, the spirit of truth, comes, and now we know he's here, right? And if you're saved and born again, he's not only here, he's in, in us. We have that. We have that same, you think about it, that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The same spirit that empowered him and lifted him up from the dead, he's on the inside of us. It says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, it says he will guide you into all truth. And, of course, he's going to guide us into the truth of the word of God. But then he will also guide us whether, should I, is it true, should I do this? Is it true, should I do that? And he will, and he will say yes, or he will say no. So he will guide us, he will guide us into all truth. He says, for he will not speak on his own authority, or he will not speak of himself, this is in the King James, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Whatever he hears, he will speak. Whatever he hears from the Father, whatever he hears from the throne. And when we're going through the, the, the stresses of life, the trials and adversity that we face in life and encounter in life, and, and we're, we're needing some answers, we need to get it from the Holy Spirit. And even if someone gives me some counsel, I, need, I, need, I still need to know that, it, that what I'm doing, I'm getting that from the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit is speaking that to me. And, and, he's, and he's putting that in my heart. But he, but he says he won't speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. So he will speak. He will talk to you. Even when it seems like he's nowhere. Even when you think you messed up so bad. That when you, you did something so off the wall, so wrong, and a lot of times, because we base exception and we base love from, sometimes from a human level, and so even if we think we did that, sometimes you think, well, you know, I can't even talk to God now. No, that's when we need to run to him. You know, I pastored for over 20 years, and the thing with some, with some people, not all people, but some, the thing that would bother me is there would be people, when they would really be going through it, they would disappear. 
and they go the other way. Now, we need to run to them. If you mess up and sin so bad, you need to run to them. You need to run to them. He's for us. He is not against us. He's not for everything we do, but, he's, but, he, but for us, as a, when he looks down, he, just see, he sees Jesus. I mean, we are, we are light, right? And so he looks down, the father looks down, and he says, there, there, there's, my, there's my son, there's my daughter. Just thrilled, just thrilled to see us. Not, you know, we all, we all have junk in the trunk, right? We all, we all have stuff that we don't want anyone to know about, right? We, we all have things that, that we need to, to improve on and, and, and do better in. And so it's not a performance thing. But it says here, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And then it says, and he will tell you things to come. And the King James says he will shew, or S-H-E-W. And he looked that word up. It means to speak and to tell, but it also means to show. And I've shared this many times when I've, when I've ministered. For me, the primary way God will, will speak to me, he will show me things. When people talk about, oh, I, I, well, I heard the voice. I, I, you ever see yourself doing something? You hear people say, when I grew up, I could always see myself doing this. I always saw myself doing that. The Holy Spirit. And so when you get saved and you get born again, all of a sudden, you know, everything can open up. Before I got saved, I didn't have the foggiest idea what I wanted to do. I, didn't even, I thought, I didn't even know why I'm here. Life didn't make any sense to me. And when I got saved, it was like all of a sudden, kabang, the light went on. And then I'll, you know, and then I, first of all, I realized that I'm loved. I was loved by God. And then all of a sudden, as I went along, I began to see myself preaching. And I couldn't have preached myself out of a wet paper bag at that time. But I began to see myself doing that. I can remember when I was, I can remember when I was, I was single at the time and I was living in Phoenix and I had just gotten saved, and I was just on fire for God. I just, I quit watching, I mean, I just quit watching TV. I just put it all away and just filled myself up with the Word of God and filled myself up with the presence of God. And, and I can remember when all of a sudden, I was, one time I saw myself preaching down in the streets of Phoenix. And I can remember thinking, I'm gonna, you, are you calling me to preach? Are you calling me to minister? And it wasn't any audible voice or anything like that. It was just, I began to see it. And I thought, well, God, I don't know how you're going to do that. Within, within a week, I ran into a person. Within three to four weeks, I was preaching in that, very, that same area that I saw myself preaching in and teaching in. I, but I saw it. But, that, but you may hear it. But however God speaks to you, wherever God speaks to you, we have places where God, if we just get to that place, it's, just a, it's a place where we can connect. Amen? But we need to, we need to connect. But it says, but one thing we know, he will speak. He will tell. Whatever it is you're needing to hear, he will speak. He will tell. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And verse 9. Is this helping you at all? Verse 9 says, but as it is written, as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And of course, he's talking about, 
you know, he's comparing natural human wisdom to the wisdom of God. And here the word heart is, is talking about just our, 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 um, our mind, our emotions. It says, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man. It says, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Which has prepared for those who love him. I ministered here, I don't know, about a year or so ago and, and talked about that. That we, in, in Psalms 139 and with Jeremiah, there's a course set up before you were even born. There is a plan there that God has for our lives before we were even born. But it says that he has prepared. It's not that he's going to prepare. He has prepared. But a lot of times when we look at that verse of Scripture, we think it's just in terms of the overall plan. You know, what I'm going to be when I grow up. Sometimes I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> but also, we live on an hour-to-hour basis, don't we? And so there's things that he, that he has planned that's just in front of us right now. What you may need to get through right now. What you may need a breakthrough for right now. What you may need some direction for right now. Not a year, two years, ten years down the road, but right now, right in front of you. He's, he goes, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. He says, in verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us. He has revealed them to us through his spirit. Through his spirit. He says, for the Spirit searches all things, and it goes on, and it says, yes, the deep things of God. There's things that we just know what to do about. We can come up, you know, something, we can encounter something during the day, and we, don't need, we just need to make a decision. We are, we just, you know, we love going to the beach, and we are a couple of weeks in, in, down in Sarasota and Siesta Keys, and on the beach, you know, you, and you, you go up along the shore and you can see what's there in the bottom. I don't need to find, I didn't have to ask Gene and say, what's, what's down there? I, we could see it. We could see what's there. But then you go, you go further out and you, you look at the vastness of the ocean and there's things out there that I couldn't see that are out there and they're down deep. But they're there. And so there's things that if I need some answers for, and if, I, and if I just can't grab those answers, then I need the Holy Spirit to, be, to, to speak to me and to give me answers. And of course, deep is the Word of God. That's deep. And, but there's, there's times that I just need to even know what, where to go in the Word of God. And there's times I just need to know what to do next. And it says for the Spirit, it says He searches that means he's seeking thoroughly the deep things of God. So he's, he's searching thoroughly the deep things of God. And so I need to be able to, sometimes you just have to go deep. And sometimes you just have to get alone. And I'm going to talk about that in a, in a minute here. But sometimes you just have to, to get alone. And sometimes you got to go deep. And I'm not talking getting all weird and spiritually flaky or anything like that. I'm talking about, you know, this is just, this is, this is beyond me. This is beyond what I can come up with. This is beyond what, what I know. 
And, but, I, but I need to know. And see, and a lot of times we have gotten so fast-paced. We have gotten in such a hurry that when, I don't know about you, there's times when I say, I just need to sit and be quiet and listen. There's been some times late the, the Lord just say, don't pray, just listen. And I have a hard time because you just, you just, you just got this goal. You got this goal. And so you sit and you want to be quiet and your mind is gone and everything. But, but sometimes we need to realize I need to take the time because I'm not going to get this just like that. Because if I was going to get this just like that, I'd have it right now. And so if I don't have it right now, I've got to get the mind of God on this. I have to get the plan of God on this. And so sometimes I need to go beyond the shoreline. And I need to go out there. And, and I need, by the, with the power and the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I need to go deep in there and find out that plan. And find out what that is. Because that's not hidden from me. Back, it's hidden for me, but it's not hidden from me. So no matter what it is I'm encountering, there, there's, always, there's always an answer. There's always an answer. There's always direction. There's always a solution. It's always there. How do we tap into that? Go to chapter 14. And of course, we know the Word of God is our guide, right? This... This word is a standard we need to live by. <clears throat> this needs to be my right and my wrong, right? I need to know what's right and what's wrong, and I need to use this as my guide. But he says here, we're going to look at three verses of Scripture, then I'll come back. First of all, verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Notice what it says. However, in the Spirit, in the Spirit, however, in the Spirit, he speaks. That means I'm going to have to do some speaking, aren't I? But he's talking here about other tongues. You go to verse 14. He goes, for if I pray in a tongue, so that means I can pray in a tongue, Right? He said, if I pray in a tongue. So if he says, if I pray in a tongue, that means I can pray in a tongue. I can pray in other tongues. He says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding or my mind is unfruitful. And then he also, you go to verse 4, it says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So when I, when I hit those places in life, and I've seen this work for, for over 40 years, and when I, when think, and if, if I will take time, because I, it talks about Romans chapter 8, sometimes I, don't, I know I need to pray, but I don't know how to pray as I ought. I don't quite know what I need to do here. But if I'll take time, and I will begin to pray in other tongues, and I mean taking time and praying in other tongues. And it says here that he who speaks in a, in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. So I know when I'm praying in other tongues, you know, and sometimes you just need to take, sometimes I'll just take this verse of Scripture and I'll open it up and I'll look at it. You know, this is me. I'll look at it as I'm praying in other tongues. It helps keep me focused on what I'm doing. And it helps corral my mind and my thoughts and my, my imaginations and, and everywhere I want to go and corral me in. But I realize right now I'm speaking to God. So when I'm praying in other tongues, I'm speaking to God. I'm speaking directly to God. 
And it, you know, and it goes on, and, you know, and it says that no one understands him. So one thing I know is that the devil does not understand me. The devil does not know what I'm praying about. So, you know, but even my mind, I'm not going to pick up what's going on, so, you know, purely with my mind. But one thing I know is that if I'll pray, because it says, if you pray, he, will speaks, he speaks mysteries. And that word mysteries there, it means hidden purpose or counsel. So if I need, so there's hidden purpose, there's hidden counsel, not hidden from me, but it's in me. It's on the inside. So I found if I'll just begin to pray in other tongues and just spend time praying in, in, in the spirit and just taking time praying in the spirit and watching and listening, looking to see, is he, what's he saying? Is he saying anything? Am I, am I, am I hearing anything? But I'll just keep on praying. I mean, there was a, there was a, you know, and, and if you do that until, until you get a release where you know, okay, this, this is where it's at. I, I need to, to step out from that. And there's times where all of a sudden I begin to see some things. And, and I, be, I begin to, to become aware of some things. And there's other times where I walked away and I didn't hear nothing. I didn't see anything. But one thing I do know is I accomplished some things. Because I just did the word of God. And you cannot do the word of God without accomplishing anything. You can't spend time in the word of God without accomplishing anything. The devil will tell you that. He'll, he'll, he'll speak or you tell yourself, you convince yourself. But we cannot be a doer of the word of God. It tells us to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. But it says we'll be blessed in what we do. And so if I'm doing the word of God, if I'm acting on the word of God, then one thing I have to be certain of, I'm going to be blessed in that. It's going to produce some fruit. It's going to produce some fruit in my life. And so and I'll do that, and I'll watch, and I'll listen. And I'll watch, and I'll listen. And I'll just keep on praying. And then I'll wait. And then I'll watch and listen. But I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm praying, yeah, my mind will want to go here or there. That's why it's good to have the word in front of you. Matter of fact, we, every time you go to prayer, you need to have the word with you because he's going to speak to you through the word too. And we need, you know, if you're getting things coming up, you need to know it's the word of God, right? We need to know that what I'm receiving from him lines up with the word of God. But not only that, I'm also edifying myself. I'm recharging myself when I do that because we get drained. Life drains us. So I know that if, I, if I'm doing that and I'm consistent in that and I'm in faith, I'm believing God, I'm believing I'm going to hear from God, then I believe I'm going to get my direction. But like I said, the pressures of life, they're meant to press us. They want to press us down, hold us down. But if you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Spirit, listening for scriptures, having scripture, you begin to ri- it'll begin to rise up. Direction will begin to rise up. Answers will begin to rise up. You'll know. You will just know. But the whole thing is, with my life, if I'm going through something, I have to get it. I have to get the direction from God. I have to get it. And when I make a choice, I have to realize I'm making the choice uh, according to the, to the word of God. We'll get to one last scripture. And I'm going to read this. Out of the Amplified, but well, two, two verses. Go to Proverbs 3. You have that one. Proverbs 3. 
in verse 13. So we want to walk in wisdom, don't we? I want to make wise choices. I want to make wise decisions. But how do, I, how do I know? How do I know whether I should do this or not do that? How do, what, what can be a guide? And, I, and we have found, Gene and I have found through our lives, if we will follow after this, you, can, you pretty well hit it every time. It's hard not to, be hard not to hit it. But it says, verse 13 says, Happy is the man who finds the wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Wisdom. Wisdom is insight that's not naturally obtained. You can get some insight that you naturally couldn't get. And so, but it goes on, and it's talking about wisdom there, but you go to verse 17, it says, Her ways are pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. All her paths are peace. Peace. Colossians 3, if you have a, your, your device with you, and you have, you have a, a Bible app, you, you can look at that. Amplify, amplify classic version of Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. It says, And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, it says, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all the questions that arise in your mind. Let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, it says, act like an umpire. Call the shots. Whether, it's, whether this is in or whether this is out. <laughs> whether this is safe or whether it's not. It says deciding with finality, with fin- making a final decision. It says all the questions, all the questions. And sometimes there's lots of questions. All the questions that arise in your mind. He goes, that peaceful state to watch as members of Christ, one body you are also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. What is it saying? Follow after peace. We have not followed after peace and gotten into trouble. She had shared some time back when we were first married, we went after a new car. We had one car, and I can't remember what year it was. It was 1986, 1987, right around there. And so we, needed, we wanted a new car. And so we went and we, it was a Corsica. I think it was a 1988 Corsica. And so we went and we tried this car out and we liked that car and we wanted that car. And actually there was nothing going to stop us to get that car because nothing did stop us, not even peace. (laughs) And so, but we weren't, we didn't really communicate that with each other. And so we, we got our car, all the things that weren't quite going right and seem right, but you just thought you just got to grit it out. You just got to grind it out and you got to make this happen. And so we got, a, got in a car and of course they're all, you know, they all, they're congratulating you and everything. Start the car up and I look and I go, hey, there's no gas in this car. And they go, what? Well, they just filled it. I says, it's no gas in it. It's not empty. And they go, well, that's strange. We'll back it up. We'll fill it. Squeeze the the, the lever for the gas, and the gas spit it back out. It was a full tank, but the gas gauge didn't work. So that was the first thing. Didn't even, didn't even get it in gear, and I had a problem. So we had to bring it in. They took the dash out, and then when they put the dash back in, got the gas gauge fixed, and then the dash squeaked. And for me, she'll tell you, there can't be no noises in a new car. No noises for years in a new car. You know, once it gets so old, I don't care then. 
And so time goes on. Pretty soon she, she gets a hold of me one day, and the car broke down, and she's on her way to work. I think you're, you're teaching that good shepherd then. Now, so she's on her way to work. Catalytic converter went out. Brand new car. Catalytic converter. And then, other, then we had to get that fixed. Other things happened. Paint chipped off it. Everything, you, it was the worst nightmare. I thought it, it should be there had been declared a lemon. And at one point in time, we finally told each other, I didn't have peace about that. If I would, we would have followed after peace, we would have been okay. And, you know, you're praying in the Spirit. When we had, God put it in our heart to pastor. I can remember I was down at Rama, and I was going to itinerate. I've shared this before. And so it was one afternoon, we had just, Lindsay had just been born, and she and Jean went back to, to take a nap with her. And so I just, I, it just came on me strong to start praying. So I just sat, and I just started praying in the Holy Ghost. And I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't even know what I was praying about. And I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and the, when I left Richmond to go to Ramah, I said, I'm never coming back to Richmond, and I'll never pastor. You know, you, you know the whole thing about never. <laughs> you know, we don't say never anymore. And that, because I didn't want to. I thought, I'm going to put black electrical tape over the rearview mirror, and I'm heading out, and I'm not coming back. I'm not looking back. And so, but, but I was sitting to come up, the pastor. And I can remember sitting in that chair and saying, God, are you calling me to pastor? And I thought, oh, boy. And I didn't mean, oh, boy, like I was excited at that time. Here's the whole thing. God can change your heart, right? He, he, can, he can make some adjustments on the inside. And so, I didn't say anything to her, but at the same time, he's talking to her about pastoring. And of course, she says to him, you know what Brad said, you will never pastor, because you know, we weren't even, yeah, because no, because then all of a sudden, it came up in Richmond. And I thought, you're calling us back to where? And, and so, you know, I, I was going to itinerate, I was going to travel. But as time went on, then we were off for a bike ride one day, and I can't remember exactly, but I said, you know, it's God's been speaking to you about anything about direction and she says why what and it was pastoring but let me say this and so we both knew that and we both had that but we didn't just act on it we still knew we needed to make sure that what we were getting was from god you have anything to add in any of that so we have to make sure but if you follow after peace you're going to be you'll be safe and even if we miss it, because I said we've missed it, God can fix it. Amen? Amen? You know, we can never go so far out that God can't reel us back in and take care of us. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God.